Hi guys, welcome back to Allie's Digital Diary. I always say it's been a long time, but I feel like this has been the longest like hiatus that I've ever made because there are so many changes in my life. And it's not an excuse. This summer I've been to six places. No, five places. And I'm about, I'm about to go to the sixth place, which is Colorado. I went to Galveston, uh, Belize, Honduras, Cozumel, Galveston, Belize, Honduras, Cozumel, New York City, <laughs> and, um, and now Colorado. So my summer's been kind of jam-packed. My room is a mess. I'm packing for freaking college, which is freaking insane. <sighs> it's kind of like just kind of all hitting me at once, slowly, very slowly. I've read three books this summer, which for me is not a lot. I don't know. I'm just taking everything in slowly, but surely. I've been taking a hiatus from writing songs, and I've just been working on songs and producing my own songs for my graduation gift. I got, like, sick, like, producing equipment, and I got, like, a real, like, professional mic. Like, the big, the mics that, like, famous people use. (laughs) So, yeah, it sounds pretty great. I'm trying to podcast on there, but the issue is I don't know how to export the the thing so I don't want to have like a really good deep meaningful conversation and then for it to only be like out you know I can't send it to you guys but yeah I've learned a lot about myself this summer there's so many things okay it sucks because there's so many things that has happened to me and to my family, we had, like, a death in the family, and this death is so, like, pivotal to everything that I've been going through, and all the struggle, and all that stuff, um, and I want to tell you guys, but I also, like, I wrote it in the book, and I don't want to spoil it, does that make sense? So... (laughs) Yeah, so it's kind of really hard because I want to talk to you guys and I want to, like, keep us a family and, like, a little tight-knit, like, I want to, like, reach out to you guys. But also, I want to write my book and I don't want it to be, like, spoiled. I thought my book was done, y'all. I thought I was done with my book. I had a nice little ending. Um, and funny, and in, in my ending, we found out that somebody died original ending but now somebody else is dead so it's like oh crap I need to write that and I mean death is such an interesting thing like I feel like no matter what personally for me if I find out that somebody who I've made eye contact with passes away it makes me really emotional because it's like I'll never see that person again and like they've lived a life and like now they're gone Does that make sense? Of course it makes sense. I saw my first Broadway show, which was a really incredible experience. Um, We, like, when we went to New York, we thought it was going to be, like, a two, like, two-day thing. So we weren't really planning. And then we had more time. Um, 
And so my parents were like, okay, Allie, which Broadway show? And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, are y'all serious? And so I was talking to them. No, they were like, Allie, like, aren't your eyes bad? Don't you need to sit, like, closer? And I was like, I mean, I can I can fill in the blanks. Like, my mind can fill in the blanks. If you have really bad eyesight, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, being in the um, August Wilson Theater just, like, is crazy enough. Like, I just need to be in the presence of all the amazing things that's happened in there. Like, you know... I can listen to the music. <laughs> Guys, my eyesight is that bad. But <laughs> I I went and so I was going in because I went by myself. And they were like, oh, this way. And like, I didn't go upstairs. I went downstairs. I was five rows away from, and it was like the perfect seat. Because if you're in the first row, you have to like look up. But if you're ever going to the August Wilson Theater, Sit in row F. I was F108. And I think I had the best seat in the house. And I saw Beanie. And she was pretty good. Um, yeah, she was great. Jane is a lot taller in person. She's so, like... She's so incredible. She's like a breath of fresh air. And... Dude, I'm gonna... I'm gonna... One second. Uh... Funny girl. This guy was incredible. Um, one second, one second. Jared Grimes. Okay, so Jared Grimes was in the show called Manifest, and he played, like, the pastor. And I was looking at him, I was like, why does he look so familiar? And then I checked, I read the program, and I was like, that's why. And he can tap, he can sing. He's like, I don't know, like, I was out of breath just looking at him. And then it was just like, it was great. And then I went home and I was kind of crying because I haven't been to New York in like eight years. So it was really emotional. It was a really emotional experience. And the weird thing about being in New York is that once I landed, all of my memories about Texas just like disappeared, you know? It was like it never happened. Like I, re- I tried really hard to think about my life. Like I forgot I graduated. I forgot this. I forgot all the people I met in Texas. I forgot what theater was like in Texas. I forgot what this was like in Texas. And it was so crazy. And I really tried to think. And in that moment, I was just a girl from Long Island visiting New York City. And it was a kind of, like, freeing feeling. Um, It was so nice. It was really nice. You know? And I got to hear, like, people talking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hearing people, like, who don't have a southern accent. Like, it, I don't know. It just made me feel like I was at home. And it made me realize that maybe I'm having all of these like issues or I don't know, just stuff in Texas because it's not my home. Like I don't want to live here forever. So why am I like getting all worked up about stuff that happens to me in freaking Plano? No offense, fastest growing city in the world, but Plano, Texas, I mean, or that's what I've been told. 
But yeah, the plane home was really sweet. I cried as one does. I was just like tearing up in my seat. <laughs> Everybody else on the plane was like sleeping. And it was just like, huh, like that just happened. Like I went to New York and I always thought it was gonna be like the scariest thing ever, but it wasn't. It was just, I was home. I was there and I miss it so much. And I wish that I got to like walk around just the whole day. And I saw, dude, I forgot who I saw, but there's this one guy, he's like bald. He's like white looking, but he's probably like Russian. And he's like in the David Dobrik crowd. And there was a video of him. His name, was it like something Williams? I'm gonna actually look. Cause there are these girls taking a picture with him. And like, for me, I don't want to be like, oh, like you're famous. Are you famous? And like, just take a picture. Cause that's kind of rude. Does that, does that make sense? It's kind of rude. Like, oh, you're famous. Like, you know, I don't know. You got to give people respect. And that's kind of awkward. Like if you don't know these people, if you see other people taking a picture, but it's just like, you don't want to make the crowd bigger. Um, and so, yeah. So when I got home, my mom was like, okay, Ali, you need to watch Funny Girl because I've never seen Funny Girl. I know, it's insane. And I saw Funny Girl and it is one of my favorite movies ever. Barbara Streisand. And it really kind of made me not dislike Beanie's performance, but it made me understand why Leah Michelle might actually kill it as Beanie. I mean, sorry, as Barbara. Like, I was kind of like, oh. I mean, everybody has their own interpretation of the role. But when Beanie was up on stage, it was almost like she wanted people to make fun of her. But when Barbara did it, she was like she wanted to be before the joke. Like, she wanted to be making the joke. You know? Like, I got secondhand embarrassment. But from Barbara, I was like, okay, yeah, she's funny. It's like... It's like some people, they take off their shoes before they audition because it's like, you know, your feet are out and that's kind of vulnerable. And it's like, that's the worst thing that can happen. Like you're already establishing, you know? And it makes yourself more confident and it makes yourself a more grounded performer. Like Miss Barbara Streisand. And she was just, oh my gosh. She was incredible. She was breathtaking. She was breathtakingly beautiful. And the Don't Rain on My Parade. Dun, 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 dun. Just incredible, guys. It was just like, I don't know. Sometimes with all the stuff that I've been through, like in the, I wouldn't even call it entertainment, but in like theater and, and trying to do singing and trying to do this and that. And I'm just like, dude, seriously, the world really doesn't want me here. Like, what am I still doing here? Why the frick am I majoring in theater and in, in college? But then I see stuff like this and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, that's why, you know? Do y'all ever have those moments? Because sometimes I'm like, Allie, like, what the hell are we still doing here? And then I'll see like a video of me singing when I was little or even I, I did, I do like 
these videos like on my ipad where i like just sing for like a good 50 minutes and i watch it back and i'm like damn you know so it's like i just need to just let go and let god you know and even barbara said that in our carpool karaoke and james corden he was like anyway you know how like celebrities are weird like people in the light like they don't like people talking about god i think it's so weird but that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother day. I have my theories. <sighs> but Barbara freaking Streisand is amazing. Everybody knew that. But, like, I knew that she was, like, a queen. But, like, just, man. Her voice, like, the way, like, she manipulates her voice. And it's so like she's talking. She's just so, like, effortlessly just herself and grounded. And she knows what she wants. And she has a lot of intention, like, when she's performing. Like, she, she knows, you know? And it's really hard on stage just to be grounded because you're focused on so many things and to kind of, like, make your own choices um, and just feel comfortable. No, it's about feeling comfortable with your own choices because that's something that I've kind of struggled with um, because I feel like in the roles that I've had, my choices had, like, it didn't matter to the story. But now that, you know, as I got, like, I guess, I guess it's almost like, I don't know, nobody has told me whether I was like, oh, that was a good job, Allie. So I feel like I'm not really, like, an actor like I do it as a hobby and it's like am I really good I have that like imposter syndrome and I remember I was driving home with somebody and like I asked them and they were like yeah and I was like but like you haven't seen me do anything and I feel like I haven't like all this time I've been spending time in theater I feel like I haven't done anything but I feel like also I've done like so much like personal growth and it also like the roles don't really I feel like maybe it's it I mean people say it's only you know small parts it's small whatever but sometimes it can be about the roles but also I guess what's helped me is that if I focus on like character development in my own character it kind of it what it's what has made me stay and also because I love it. But it's like, it's like this. It's like you get an instrument and you're in a band and nobody really says anything. But people say, oh my gosh, you, you look like you're a band kid. So you go into the band and you're playing and now you have a solo and you're like, oh my gosh. You know? And I remember. Um, so... I, I keep a box. I'm not weird, but this kind of helps me. I keep a box of cards, little cards, little notes that people have given me over the years. I'm going to find this one. And there was this guy. He was a senior. And he... I looked up to him so much. Like, this guy was just like... Like, he just... He stood on his own two feet, and he knew exactly who he was. And he was just so just, 
I don't know, proper and elegant and everything that he did, he did with poise. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And he was just really nice, which was also kind of refreshing. And so I had this, um, I was in Putnam County and last minute they were like, Allie, uh, no, nobody's, but no. So one guy got out, something happened, I don't know. And I remember listening to this song and I was like, oh my gosh, like this song, cause there was like a lot of riffs and it was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, man, like if anybody's saying this song, like I'd marry them in an instant. And then when he left, I was like, wait, I'm a Negro. I can sing this. Hold on. And so I let the Negro Negro and I got the role. And I was kind of nervous because I felt like I never really had like such a big a, a role like that in the Texas theater scene. So it was kind of a big deal for me. And like, I don't know. And so it was cool just watching him. And then opening night, he wrote me a letter. And it was just like, like, like you still, like this is, isn't for nothing. Like even though you feel like you're doing nothing, there's always people watching and people learning from you. You know, it's just, so yes, I'm gonna go back to what I said. They say there's no small parts, only small performers. But there's also, like, if you feel like you're in the sidelines and you feel like you've never gotten an opportunity or if you feel like you're just unseen or unheard, or if you just feel like crap and you feel lonely. And if you felt like if something happened to you tomorrow, nobody will care because I felt like that so many times. If you guys are like early listeners, you know. Good night. Good night. There's something, there's a reason, there's a purpose. If you're religious, if you're not, like, see, there's a reason that why you're here. There's a reason why you live in this state. There's a reason why you were surrounded by these certain people. There's a reason why you have been broken down by these types of people. There's a reason that you've been built up by certain groups of people. There is a reason why you've hated yourself in a certain point in time. And there's a reason why you learn to love yourself and the steps that you took to love yourself and the environments that you took to love yourself and the places and the things you had to do in order to love yourself. It is all for a reason. It's a part of some plan, you know? I know if some things haven't happened to me, then I would have been kind of a mess. <laughs> a man-child, as my brother likes to call me. And it makes you like respect yourself a little bit more. You know, it just, you have that like his, hoops, hoops, but somebody said that to me. I don't know, or it just like popped in my head. 
but you just have that like, mm, like nobody can tell you crap. Nobody can tell you shit. I know Rick Hersonator. <laughs> like seriously. Like I was watching, I know, I still watch High School Musical, the musical, the series. I'm kind of mad because Louis Roderick is not in it, but I'm still living for it because of Nina, Nina, yeah, Nina and EJ, and I've been shipping them. Anyways, Olivia wrote a song. It was like, in the, the lyrics, it was like, the mystery is unknown. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like thinking about in her position when she wrote that song and think about her now. And I guess not to say that like, it is unknown, and not to say that, like, fame and notoriety is, is, like, the peak. But it's, like, possibilities are endless. She probably, I know she had no idea. She'd talk about it. She was like, I don't really think this might happen. And shit hit the fan times two. So seriously, like, stay on course, do what you know you're supposed to do, like, because teacher will thank you, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's retraining your brain to say nice things to yourself, because one day, mark my words, one day you're going to get the opportunity of a lifetime. So you have to start training and acting like it's coming tomorrow. Because when it happens, you're going to be prepared. Example. I, New York. New York Alley was completely different than Texas Alley. New York Alley was, she had hoops, but I don't know. I'm not going to say that anymore. (laughs) Um, She was a singer. She was a dancer. She was an actress. She was dancing since she she was two and stuff. And... Uh, she was in the Vinettes, which was some, like, it was a pretty cool dance academy. Um, and so I got my mom, I didn't have an agent or anything, but my mom put me on this website called Backstage. If you know, you know. Um, and so my mom got a call that they wanted me to be in, what is that show? Shrek the Musical on Broadway. So I remember I was practicing the song. It was the, the one that the ginger man, the gingerbread man sings. And man, I didn't want to do it. My mom and I, I was sitting in her office and we, she's like, okay, Ellie, let's sing the song. The audition's in a few days. Come on. And I was like, like, I don't, I didn't really understand Broadway. People used to talk about it like at my camp, like one of my camp, uh, like, the camp I went to, it was it was like a very fancy camp. Um, regardless, like the lady, she had connections to Broadway. I heard about Broadway and I didn't really think that it was a big deal. I mean, I, did, I was a little kid, so I didn't know, you know? But it wasn't camp, it wasn't camp theater. It was something unknown, it was a mystery. Like Olivia Rodrigo said. And my mom told me, Allie, you're going to have to be 
at rehearsals for hours on end, but you, you're going to get paid. And all I heard was rehearsals on hour, hours on end. I'm going to be with strangers. It's going to be like a completely new experience. And we practiced a few times and I just was not having it. And then when I was 10, we got another audition to audition with like the, I got my brother and I got an audition to audition with like the local theater because my, we had connections from the camp and they were like, blah. I went in there. I like, they, do you have a monologue? Well, in camp, we never talked about monologues. It was all about musicals. I was like, uh. So what I did was I talked to one of the Adele songs and I sang an Adele song and I forgot which Adele song it was. And my mom didn't tell me ahead of time. So I was like scrambling. And I didn't get it because I wasn't prepared. And all this stuff was unknown. You know? Like you never know what's gonna happen. You never know what's gonna happen. And it might be something negative. Something that's gonna like, shit's gonna hit the fan. And you have to like be ready and you have to be prepared whether it's something good, whether it's something bad. Stay ready. If you wanna be an actor, follow all the casting things. If you wanna be a writer, go on LinkedIn. If you want to be a consultant, DM me because my mom's a consultant and she knows. Anyway, <laughs> just like be ready and be open to try new things and be open to rejection. And I don't know, I just feel so like inspirational tonight. And just kind of like let it go. I hate that because in the High School Musical, the musical, the series, I was like, they're doing Frozen. But like all the crap that's happened to you, you kind of just have to get over it. I used to spend like hours in therapy, like crying. I was like, this happened to me. I, I had to let her go as a therapist because she wasn't really doing anything. <laughs> anyway, but it's like, you got to let it go. Yes, that happened to you, but it also made you a bomb human being. It gave you a sense of humor. Like, there's so many good things that happened out of that terrible situation. And even if you're going to be surrounded by the same people who kind of like, who saw you in that toxic space, you get to change the narrative. Like, you have the power. It's like almost like me going back to Little Alley in my mom's office being like, okay, whatever, I'll sing this song. You kind of have to do that now. And future you will thank you. Future you will thank you so freaking much. Because there's things that I started doing. Networking, just different things. And it worked out. Things are working out. Boom. But yeah, it's just... You just got to be ready. And you have to like let go the future might be a mystery it will be a mystery and one thing that god has been telling me is like it's nothing it's bigger than what you think it is it's nothing compared to what you think it is like that's what's just been like in my spirit because i have this idea 
what my future is going to look like. But he's like, Allie, you have no freaking idea. So it's kind of exciting and it's kind of exhilarating. And it's also like <laughs> a don't kill yourself moment. <laughs> I'm going to make that a thing. If I had merch, don't kill yourself. Um, man, if this is like your first episode of ever listening to me, y'all are going to be so confused. Y'all have missed so much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this all motivational speaking this was not my entire podcast. We've had crying sessions. We've had, I remember I filmed an episode and I was just like on the bottom of like my bathroom, like tub, just like crying about how terrible my life was. But man, speaking of how, not terrible, but how just novella, telenovela. Gosh, I sound so southern where's my grandmother to smack me on the head but like i'm so excited for y'all to read the book like it's 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 so good it is so good like i'm laying everything out i'm so excited like i i get excited but like it is so it is so good Okay, let me find something. I'm trying to find something. Okay. I never told this story, so I'll read this. Before we left to the airport, my dad came home. I ran up and I gave him a big hug. My mom looks down at her phone and then hugs him tightly. I ramble on about what happened, and I told him an order from age of the family what breed of dog everyone would be. Dad, St. Bernard, Matthew, Australian Shepherd, Miguelo Lab, and my mom. I'm still working on that one. I run to my room and think. My mom came in and asked me if I was all right. I told her I was anticipating what was to come. After that, my parents called me and woke my brother up for a family meeting. So I got a phone call. Who died? Was it my grandmother, my great-grandmother, my great-aunt? I felt it in my spirit that somebody had died. I cried. I cried because I was supposed to when people pass away. I cried because someone I knew broke bread with was dead. My father held me in his arms. My mother stared in worry. And my brother, Matthew, went back to sleep. I cried because he never knew what it was like to truly experience life. He's been on a destructive autopilot for so many decades. What was that like to be drowning with guilt and pity and can't even know the difference between that and joy or love or peace? Although he was a pastor, did he really know the gospel? Did he know a God who forgives, a God who loves, a God who was true, 
a God that operated out of love and not out of fear and hate. Who was God to him? And why did God allow him the platform to tell his gospel? I paused. And that is a little snippet of my book. I... (laughs) I'm like, when y'all hear the full story, I'm like, hype. I hype up things, but this is the hypiest hype up thing. And I'm very self-critical, but this is like my proudest thing. This is like my baby. And I was like, okay, God. And I, I, was, I talked about it on my Instagram and God was like, okay, Allie, like you need a year because crazy things are going to happen and I want you to document it. But I'm already I'm looking at publishers. I know a lot of people who have released a book and I'm kind of talking to them. I want people to start proofreading it. Um, so, um, yeah, if you're interested, actually, I'll reach out to y'all. Um, but yeah, so that was it. Thank you guys for listening to Ali's Digital Diary. I feel like... It's been kind of like I've been wanting to do this for a long time, but in a future episode, I'm going to talk about my experience with sexual assault. I know it's like on next episode, (laughs) but no, it's going to be good. So yeah, adios muchachos, goodbye and good night. Adios.